Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. From behind home plate, your Orioles talk. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, stop me if you've heard this before, but the Ravens played down to their opponent and lost a game they should have won. Also, what will it take for the Orioles to start winning again next year? I have 10 questions that will help us answer that question. And I got a new snowflake of the week this week who embodies everything we hate about millennials. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Well, well, it's the big show. <laughs> Buckle up, birds, be ready to ride. Your host, Matt Jackson, bird, ready to fly. Baltimore's best, section 336. The number one sports broadcast, get your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your, I'm your endearing starting host, Matt Sroka. What are you, are you playing sounds out of your computer again? That was me, I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, we're trying to run a professional podcast here. And as always, I'm joined by the rudely interrupting Zany Burt Rohde. What up, Coconuts? <laughs> and we're joined by the button lover Josh Sroka. Yeah, a professional podcast that I could, that only one of us showed up to the studio today. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row. Yeah, two weeks in a row that you guys you guys trying to do your little podcast from home. Uh, and the good news is I forgot to tell the intern and he didn't show up. Nice, nice, shocker. No, I like just doing the show from home. I feel more comfortable. I don't have to wear pants. Yeah, I, I'm I, a fan. I I feel at my home. I got my 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 statues right behind me. Mm-hmm. I like it here. I like it. I'm comfortable here. Yeah. Plus, it's not the uncomfortability of you guys doing the podcast with me in my home, not being not wearing pants. Yeah. <laughs> no, if I go to your house, I'm wearing pants. But I I wish I need to get a way that I can do my job like this. Is there a way I can teach just by putting me on the little on the projector, put my little head there, and talk to my students? Now, if I can teach without pants on. That now that would be something. I think I think that's a lawsuit, but yes. <laughs> I don't mean in the school classroom without pants, but remotely without pants. Josh, I like how you pulled out the old uh, Big Show theme there. That reminded me back of the old days when we were doing three three six daily, five days a week. So like the one show we actually did together was the, the Big, Big show. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's the only show. But that, that well, it's the only show. That, that doesn't have the same ring to it, especially when it's the off season. Yeah, right. Well, you, we, we right, might just be the only show in town still talking about the Orioles this time of year. 
Yeah. Uh, well, that's only because the Orioles not being in October baseball is still more fun to talk about than the Ravens. True that. <laughs> now, Bert, I want to go to you with this question. First, we had the Ravens game on Sunday. Ravens versus the uh, uh, the the Bears. The, the the Bears who didn't even have a starting quarter who who's, who had a rookie starting quarterback. Yes. Everyone knows that at MT Bank Stadium, rookie quarterbacks don't come into MT Bank Stadium and win. We all knew that the Jake Bears Plummer. The Bears had what one win all year uh, and they were coming into playing against us with their rookie qu- quarterback only one win, a terrible mm-hmm. team. And mm-hmm. so but I, I got it. And we were all there, Josh and Bert and I watched the game together which was really fun, guys. It was adorable. We held hands, cheered together the whole time. <laughs> it was great. But I got I got a comment here, Bert. Mm-hmm. When the Ravens lost, you didn't seem too surprised. No, I wasn't. We're but terrible. I, I, I can rehash all of my arguments that I made to you guys yesterday at the game. Joe Flacco stinks. He always has stunk since Super Bowl Forty Seven. Uh, John Harbaugh... Now, all of a sudden, I'm hearing other people on the radio joining me and my John Harbaugh's getting canned after this season club. I, I've been well, saying I, it since uh, July. I would I, not have had a problem with him being fired today because well, I yeah. think because I think the team, I think the clock management was so poor yesterday that that you got to put on the coach. Yeah, and at the end of the year, he's not going to fire. He's not going to fire it after this week, but he's, yeah. he's going to get fired after at the end of the year. Because the Ravens are going to finish six and ten or seven and nine, and he's going to get fired. And when he gets fired, this is going to be one of the losses that they circle and say, "How did you lose that game, Coach?" This is going to be yeah. one of those games. And so, yeah, uh, I was not on the fire. I like John Harbaugh. I like John Harbaugh, and I I would like to see John John Harbaugh stay. But if you don't win football games, and that's what you're paid to do as a coach, then something's got to change. Who's more at fault for the way that for the the fact that this team stinks? They stunk last year. They stink this year. Who's more at fault? Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Newsom, or is it the coach John John Harbaugh? Or heaven forbid, is it the players? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to. It's hard to pinpoint that because uh, you know the players have potential. The players have played well in the past. Uh, you know they're they're killed with the injuries, but still, Harbaugh and Joe Flacco are the only consistent thing year to year for every year. Since uh, when was Super Bowl forty seven? Two thousand thirteen, two thousand twelve, something like that. I, I mean, it's it been well, so long yeah. ago, I forgot. Uh, yeah. But the team's gone down the toilet ever since then, and they're the only things that have been here every year for that. They try to switch it up. They try to bring in uh, free agents. They try drafting, uh, and nothing's working. And so I don't know. It it has to be on both of them, but. Uh, at this point, Harbaugh is easier to fire than uh, getting rid of Joe Flacco. And it's not I, – I am not putting any of this on Joe. Well, I mean, you got to put a little bit, Whoa. but I'm not putting much on Joe because you, you've got to do – you got to work with what you've got. And you're taking a guy that they, they spent $22 million on him as a quarterback, and then the wide receiver they give him is uh, Chris Matthews and Moore – and Bashard Perriman. Perriman. Okay. And, and Watson. You have yeah. named one real wide receiver in your list right there. Mike Wallace. Name one Bears receiver. Name one last night. Uh, the Bears uh, The Bears beat us by running the ball. Last night, the Giants beat the, the Broncos. Name one Giants receiver. 
You can't do it because all the Odell Beckham. Yeah, hurt. I know. Uh, all their. <laughs> but but yesterday, if you want to blame that, do you want to blame that loss on Joe? Because Joe yeah, hit Bashar Perryman right in the hands. He hit uh, Chris Moore right in the hands. Both bounced out of their hands, out of their arms to interceptions. Um, there was another one with Ka- Wallace. When he he cut out a big play and he dropped it. He was wide yeah, open. and uh, the, the was it not not Wallace? Wallace had another issue. One of the guys was wide open in the end zone and he tripped over his own feet. That, yeah. I mean, these wide receivers stink. They can't catch the ball. But it, it's not just this year, Josh. He's had different wide receivers every year. Right. Flacco still stinks. No, no, no. That's why I blame Ozzie Newsom. Because since Torrey, Torrey Smith scored 11 touchdowns, and what did they do? They said, oh, we don't need him anymore. He can go he to San Francisco. Hasn't done much of anything, hasn't done much of anything right. since he Because left. besides being able to catch the ball, there's also something with wide receivers and – bonding with their quarterback and just like we've harped on over the years that joe never gets the same quarterback coach that they're always mixing things up on joe he always ha- is expected to learn a new group of wide receivers yeah and i then there's some plays that concern me right like when he scrambles like i get our offensive line isn't great but no one's offensive line is great anymore in the nfl right but when, he, when he scrambles that's when big plays are made whenever joe scrambles no one's open. He throws out of bounds. Like, why aren't receivers getting open on the scramble and stuff like that? It's it's concerning. Yeah, no, the, it's, the, it's wide receivers that don't know how to run routes and don't know how to get space. So well, is that, that on John Harbaugh coaching? I don't know if it's on John Harbaugh or if it's on Ozzie Newsom for bringing in crap. That that the first time we have a real quarterback in Baltimore and we don't give him any help because all we do is draft wide uh, draft. Defense, defense, defense. In the on our defensive side of the ball, we've had draft picks fail. The difference is we we draft enough of them that we can make up for the failures. On the offensive side, we drafted Bashard Perryman, who failed, but we didn't draft enough guys to make up for the fact of a failure. So is there anything to be said about Joe Flacco? Uh, already knowing who he's going to pass it to before the snap. Staring down his receivers and then throwing into double, sometimes triple coverage, just to force it into that one guy who he wants to throw it to. Which is usually which you did tight end a running back for a three yard gain, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I, and that's where I put that on the knowing being comfortable with with your wide receivers. He knows which guy to throw it to because he's that's the guy who he's trusting can actually catch a ball at that at that time. I don't know. I'm done with I'm done with all of them, but I've been saying that since week two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, but you you can't go on thinking you're a good team anymore. Like you have to no. realize, oh, they're garbage. No, they're, any, they any were garbage team. last year and they're garbage this again this team, year. As constructed is not. They're not one player away. They're no. not close to winning. They 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 need uh, big changes, sweeping changes. No I don't know. I don't know if that means getting rid of Ozzy. I don't know if that means getting rid of Harbaugh, but. Significant things have to change for us. Right. To yeah. We're, we're far off. Yeah. The, the, hey, hey, uh, the good thing yesterday is special teams. And that sucks that when that's the good thing. Because special teams is 99% luck. Outside of having a good kicker. Um, defense, defense had a few plays, but you, we're never going to win the game like we used to where the defense is out on the field 75% of the game. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and how do, how do the Bears, and I get true, Whiskey sucks, and he threw the ball 16 times the entire game. How, how do you let the Bears run the ball 50 times and rack up like 200 yards? If you're the Ravens' defense, you know they're just going to run the ball every time. How do you let – oh, man, I, I don't understand how – what, Howard had like something like 37 carries or something for right. 160 yards. How does that happen? Get out of yeah. here. Put put all 11 guys right right on the line and stop the run game. Yeah, they, the Ravens yesterday gave up 19 runs of more than six yards. It was ridiculous. And yeah, part, and part of that is – Weddle was missing tackles. Jefferson missing tackles. Like, there's a, a bunch of blame to go around. Yeah, no. Weddle missed the huge tackle in uh, overtime that ended up being the big play to lose the game. But you can't put the game on Weddle because they should have never been in the situation to begin with to be in yeah. overtime. And where um, was all the other de- de- defenders in that play? Um, but yeah, right. he, he should have made the tackle. He should have not tried to strip the ball. He, he and he knows better than that. Right. And he said in the post game, he said the same thing in the in the post game show. But, yeah, I, I mean, mean, John Harbaugh's going to talk all day about how they just need to play harder and smarter, and they need to clean up a few things. And there's and, there's been whatever. There's Fine. been major injuries that are are huge, and I get that. But, but every, every team, team, every team gets has injuries. Um, yeah. The Ravens. Anyone who plays fantasy football knows that there's huge injuries. Right, to players. right. The the Packers just lost Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we can't we can't be sitting here complaining about Brennan Williams being down when they just lost Aaron Rodgers. When Houston just lost JJ Watt and Clowney. When uh, the Giants just lost Beckham. Yeah, this is all right. over the place. All over the place. But somehow those teams can manage to lose a superstar like JJ JJ Watt or superstar like Aaron Rodgers. You know. They might still be okay. We lose guys like Brashad Perriman and garbage players, and we just get worse. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about losing Brashad Perriman hurting us, but I think Brandon Williams is a big hurt. And even uh, Marshall Yanda, who's like a, a pro, eventual Pro Bowl, uh, not Pro Bowl, eventual like Hall of Fame center, is that's a big hurt for Joe. So those are those are big guys that are the same equivalent of you losing a guy like JJ Watt. I, right, I guess, I, yeah, it's a good point, but I'm but I'm losing my sympathy for Joe because he deals with injuries every year, and it's like you know, right? It's it's making Donald Trump's calling him elite look more and more like fake news. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just asking me to find the button, aren't you? <laughs> there was a time when Joe was. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. He won a Super Bowl. He did it really to a certain extent with that great arm of his. I would say absolutely he is an elite quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that the entire – whenever the Joe Flacco eliteness started, it that has been a joke since that came around. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to think that uh, the Ravens actually have never been the same ever since Donald Trump said that. No, they were going downhill before that. I think he said this while running for president. Hashtag Trump. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, I ready to get into some baseball. Have you guys been yeah. watching? Have you guys been watching these playoffs before? Before we talk the Orioles. Yeah. How about? Yeah. What do we have to do to get uh, Altuve's? To come to the Orioles because he is yeah, the right. he is the best player in baseball. Forget this Michael Trout stuff. Altuve's is the guy I would take if I could have anyone. Yeah, well, he might be available, baseman, for, right? Yeah, yeah, he's second baseman. He might be available available for the Orioles next year. I was looking at the free agents for next year, 
and it says Altuve has a six million dollar club option. Do you think the club will pick up that option for six million, for, million for, for six million dollars? That's yeah. The, you think you pick that up? Yeah, that's. I one think of, that's a. I think that's a good move for the yeah, Astros. Yeah, I think that's one of the best deals in baseball. They probably yeah, yeah. they'll probably take that one. Yeah, they probably pick that option up. Yeah, probably right. I, I do enjoy that Aaron Judge has came back to reality for the playoffs. He's no longer yeah. a god. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I'm rooting for. I'm. I'm hardcore on the Astros now. It's tough. I never like just rooting against a team. That's not as fun. I feel like I'm, I'm always rooting against the Yankees or Red Sox, but it's more fun to root for a team. And Altuve being all the four foot nothing running yeah. around the bases is fun to watch. Um, Justin Berlander, the old veteran, getting in there. He's I've always liked him, and it's good to see old guys be successful in our day and age. That's the, yeah, and it's baseball's interesting because the Orioles remember Verlander was one of the guys they they beat when he was with the Tigers. Um, but to see yeah. when whenever you can have a starting pitcher in the playoffs go nine innings, that sets yeah. your, that sets your team oh, up huge. for the entire series. That is sure. huge, and that's that's never done in the playoffs anymore. You never see a guy go five innings. And here we got Verlander throwing 120 pitches, going nine innings. And I'll be curious to see if they went to a tenth if they were going to keep him in there. I don't know. Yeah. It would have been curious, but but they end up winning it at, at in, in in the end. But I, this is it's fun because the Yankees are losing, and they look to be just uh, just out. They're just not as good of a team as a team as as Houston. I remember watching the Nats, and it looked like everyone the Nats look alike, like Bryce Harper, Murphy, Worth. They all yeah. have long hair, hair and beards. Then I'll watch the Yankees game, and I know they got some shaving rules over there, right? But it, it looks like all the Yankee players are bald. It looks like <laughs> Brett Gardner's bald. Um, Aaron Hicks is bald. Watching the Yankees like watching a bunch of old, old bald men. It's kind of embarrassing. The, the Houston Astros. The, the Astros are a fun team to watch, even if they weren't playing against the Yankees. And the fact that they're playing against the hated Yankees and they're winning. Yeah. Is making this a fun, exciting ALCS uh, series to watch. What about in the National League? Do you guys have any dog in the race in the National League? I mean, I told you guys when we did this podcast two weeks ago, right when we got to the fall, I told you Dodgers, Astros, Astros winning it all. It's my call, and I'm sticking with it. The Dodgers are fun to watch also. Can we get an audio clip of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pull that. I'll pull that clip. I'll pull it in two weeks. All right, well, when you do that, make sure you pull the clip from May when I said the Astros are going to win the World Series and there's no point in even playing out the rest of the season. I want that clip, too. Oh, was that your bold prediction? Oh, I don't think it was bold, but, but it, was me, it was me throwing in the towel on the Orioles that early knowing that the Astros were just going to kill everybody. And oh. they end up with like 101 wins. Oh, okay, I've got that one right here. What did um, you J.J. Hardy, who went uh, – My second-best do- clip. <laughs> How do you guys feel that – I don't know if you guys watched the game yesterday when um, Justin Turner had the walk-off home run. First time to hit a walk-off home run in the playoffs like that since Kyle Gibson did it for the Dodgers. He had a walk-off Kirk home Gibson. run. Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. Oh, he, he's a pitcher. He's a terrible pitcher for the Twins. I didn't mean Kyle Gibson. <laughs> I mean, good old Kirk pumping the fifth. Yeah. Around. Justin Turner did it. Uh, you guys know – Justin Turner, former Oriole, that's the guy we let we let go. Yeah, he, he Ra- hold on, stop you there for a second. Raise your hand if you ever heard of Justin Turner or knew that he was an Oriole. In two thousand nine, no hands. <laughs> two thousand nine, he had twenty two plate appearances. In two thousand ten, 
He had nine plate appearances. And sure, in 2010, with those nine plate appearances, he didn't get a single hit. But we let him go. And the Mets just picked him up for nothing. And then eventually <laughs> ended up on the Dodgers. And now he's one of the best players in baseball. And he used to be an Oriole. And we let him go for nothing. Yeah, so Mark, yeah. Sutton, Mark, I don't know if we can what? still blame David Kett for that one back in 2009. But uh, there, there's another one. The one that got away. Why, why don't Why don't we ever call out the uh, Orioles for the guys they let go that are now working at Safeway? Why, <laughs> why is it that we always got to call out the they, – they let lots of people go, and every now and then one of them works out. Um, I, on, on Saturday, I was on the Bat Around, the Stan Charles show on Press Box, and uh, my appearance wasn't very special, but right after me was uh, Greg Olson was on the show, you know, former reliever for the Orioles. Yeah, I'm aware. Nice yeah, curveball. Yeah, he he and I normally go on the same shows together. So he came on after me. And, is he uh, a friend of the show, Bert? Is Greg Olson <laughs> a friend of the show, Bert? He's a, Not yet, but I keep hearing rumors that he wants to be our friend. <laughs> yeah, he'll get on here eventually. He wants to. But anyway, uh, he was talking about Kurt Schilling and how he keeps looking back at the Orioles back in the 90s and wondering, what if you had Musina, Schilling, and good Ben McDonald all together? Oh, man, we'd have won, like, all the World Series. So so there's no (laughs) point in looking back at these guys that the Orioles let go because every organization has missed out on good players. Yeah. And and what would you say – Turner played for the Orioles for 20 at bats or something in 2009? I don't – I'd be willing to bet I didn't watch a single Orioles game in 2009. Yeah. And and he didn't even have his first good year until he was 29 years old. Like, you can't wait till a guy – until he's 29. Oh, the Orioles gave up on him. They gave up way too early. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like a Caleb Joseph situation. Yeah. Hey, can we talk about – we were – Josh and no, I – No, 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 no. Not the slide roll. Is this where can you're going? about the slide roll? Yeah. Oh, it's about to get heated. You realize how stupid you're going to sound? I know. I'm mad that I had a, a Word document with a bunch of people who are on my side of the argument that I – I that I deleted. Who, Stephen A. Smith. Um, who else? Who else? Been, so here's the situation, right? Um, Jose L- Lobaton or whatever his name is for the Nationals was on first base, ninth inning. Uh, this is their down by run to the Cubs, game five, and they pick him off at first base, right? Everyone remembers. Everyone remembers. Like, you probably don't. It was only like one a.m. No one was awake at this point anyway. But anyway, yeah, I was watching it. He slid into first, and his and when it, when his foot hit the bag, it lifted up off the bag as it does as it, ha- as it happens. Right, because by about like two inches. Yeah, bad bad slide form. And the guy on first held the tag, and so even though the base runner beat beat the throw to the bag, the fact that his foot lifted up about two inches off the bag, he was caught out. And right. so there's been this heated, fascinating heated debate. Surrounding on should the slide rule be revisited? Uh, should he be considered safe because he beat to the th- he be- his his foot beat the throw? And I think this is definitely one hundred percent a rule that's going to be revisited in the offseason. I think the majority of people, the majority <laughs> of people, I was reading today articles on CBS Sports, Yahoo Sports, SB Nation, The Ringer. All people who agree with me. My favorite is a fans graph, fan graphs. Dave Cameron, the editor, um, he wrote a long article about this, and here's my favorite line from it. He ta- he, he compares it to a game of uh, he compares it to a game of Twister, and I like on the, on the. He also has a link to the Amazon Twister page, which is cool to put on a blog. A link to Amazon to buy <laughs> Twister. But anyway, he says 
about the play. This play isn't baseball. It's giant human beings trying to play some stupid form of twister. Slide into, into a base and maintain a perfect contact isn't some kind of skill players got selected for. And deciding games based on the outcome of these replays takes away from the elite skills competition and these players are actually that these players are actually com- competing in. And that's my whole issue with this rule is in the spirit of baseball. It, it, it's about who gets back to if the throw beats it uh, or if the foot beats it. It's not about, oh, does the replay zooming in 100% slowed down by the millisecond show that his shoelace came off the base? No, that ruins the whole spirit of the game. And I think this is one of the most atrocious calls I've seen in my entire life of watching baseball, which, by the way, was one of the most atrocious games you've ever seen watching baseball. Watching that game make me think the Orioles could have gone to the World Series based on those terrible teams playing. But anyway, the rule stinks and has to be changed. And I guarantee at the winter meetings, this rule will be addressed and discussed. (laughs) You are ridiculous. Baseball is a game of fundamentals. This is something that the Orioles are excellent at. If you watch Scope at JJ Machado, they all do this really well. They put the the tag down, they keep the glove on until the guy's called safe because of this rule. When you we've had the issue during the regular season and it just didn't get all the attention because it wasn't a postseason game. Uh, Manny had it earlier this season with sliding into second where he slid through the bag and and his foot bounced I'm not up. Not talking sliding through the bag. Yeah, you're saying you're talking about the effect of touching the bag and then letting go of the bag. There's only one. There's two, there's two spaces in baseball you can do that. You can run through first base. Your 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 foot touches and then you can and then you can go off. Then you can do it at home plate because once you touch, you're you're done. The the play's over. Anywhere else, it's like you're playing tag. If you're playing a game of tag in the backyard. And the trees, the the safe zone, and you remove your hand from the tree, they're gonna tag you out. It's as simple as the game goes. You t- get touched with the ball when you're not on a base, you're out. When you slide into the base and you come off the base, you're out. If you get touched, it's simple as little kids playing tag. If you want to argue about baseball rules that should, with base running that should be changed, we need to look on the other side of the league we got to look at the national league game and the the plate block call with the uh the, with the dodgers and cubs play at the plate the other night that's the play if you want to revisit where you made it you made a change for safety that maybe it was better the other way around but to say that suddenly if you come off the bag it's okay as long as you got there first it's not a race it's safe it's it's safe zones it's on or out yeah, i like the I, idea of safe zones bert i was gonna say uh a couple things if if you're gonna go that route then you should might as well legalize overrunning second base and overrunning third base because like oh, it's, it's a race really different Shut all up. you gotta do is yes. get there first so i agree uh, and then and yes. then hold on and then another point yeah. another point on top of that is who's to say then when the throw does get in there on time and the glove is there on time, but the foot slides under the tag? Okay, well, the ball was there, the glove was there, but the foot somehow slid under the tag. What what got there first? Or even better, let's take your same thing and put it on the defensive side. Does that mean if, I, if I'm the third baseman and, and I throw the ball to the first baseman, as long as it hits his glove, it can bounce out and go into the dugout as long as it hits the glove before? I'm just trying to maintain the purity of baseball. 
<laughs> and what you guys are doing is you guys are using instant replay to come up with some kind of technicality. Oh, his but without instant replay, this isn't even even a debate. No, so that rule what, existed before instant replay. It's nothing new. But no one will pick up. We're talking about a foot hitting the ba- the bag and coming up one inch. No yeah. one's picking it up on replay. The only way you see it is by zooming so, in on HD camera. Even I mean, you need HD cameras to figure out whether it's safe or out. So how about you just call them safe and keep the integrity I of could, baseball alive? I could say the same thing about the strike zone. Everything with baseball is inches. Um, if you're no, 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 you're no, no, asking no, for no, you're no, asking no, for no, the no, neighbor and pops up a half an inch. You're asking that's for different. that's different. You're asking for the neighborhood play at like second base to uh, apply to all bases. As long as you're is, close. Is, is there a thing? Is as long as you're close, we'll play? assume you were safe. The neighborhood play is a thing, too. It was. It, I think it's pretty much gone and, anymore. Now with the new safety rules. I, I, think, I think you're crazy, and I think uh, hopefully people <laughs> will let you know on Twitter. Uh, I think if you the fact that you're trying to argue the integrity of the game by changing the rules is no, ridiculous. I'm not going to ask anyone on Twitter. Cause people on Twitter are idiots. No, I, no, I mean no offense to everyone on Twitter, but you're idiots. Look at the people in baseball. Look at the people who watch baseball every day. Um, look, uh, do you find every guy who knows baseball is going to say, except for Josh and Burt, is going to say that he should be safe. And he lo- they lost on a technicality, which is a terrible way to leave the baseball game. Most uh, people agree with me. On it's it's, not, sorry, it's not a technicality. It's a well, rule. We were talking about this yesterday, Matt. You said something about how the, the base – should be like a vertical thing, like the plane yeah. on the end zone of the NFL. Exactly. Now, how are they going to determine that, though? Is there supposed to be a technology in the plate now or something? Or are they no. just going to an eyeball gauge? But it works. What are you talking about? It works in the NFL because when you get that touchdown, the play's dead. The problem with any other, with first base, second base, third base, is the play is not dead. The play is never dead. What, Bert, do you think the, the foot's going to go 100 feet off the base? I'm talking about no. a couple inches up. I'm just talking about a couple inches up. But all right, well, where do you draw the line? Six inches? I, I don't know, Bert. What, well, you got to draw a line somewhere, and you're going to need an HD camera you know, to determine you know, how far he came off no, the base. Not, there's not, don't, we don't need a, a debate about inches, all right? We you know what you're inches. asking for? You're asking Who has more inches? I don't want to go into this debate about inches. You're he asking. wants to go back to the old way it was where the umpire just made a judgment call and it stood. He just wants a reason to be able to slide spikes up at the guy's crotch and still be safe. <laughs> now, you, you know what the thing is, though? This is – I'm not going to share this. If, if I can have the, the listeners cover their ears for the next 30 seconds because I don't okay. want them to hear what I'm about to say. But secretly I'm a little bit upset because I was kind of rooting for the Nationals a little bit. I, I feel really bad. For the national fan base. I'm sorry. And I know I'm not supposed to root for the Nationals, but Washington fan base, they just get screwed so much. I just want them to win every now and then. So they're just, I just feel Uh, so depressed for all national fans out there. And that's coming from an Orioles, a a Ravens and Orioles fans, that I feel depressed for the national fans. That's how bad it is. Because the teams do it to themselves every time. Um, who's Who's my least favorite person in baseball? Your favorite is Bryce Harper. Yeah, my least favorite is Bryce Harper. On that game, on game five, when he got up with the bases loaded, you know how sure I was that he was going to hit a grand slam and just ruin my evening? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think everyone did. I think everyone did. Uh, he was uh, he was real chill in the postgame after losing that game, though. Like, uh, I, I watched 
Anytime a team gets eliminated, I like to watch the press coverage of the of the losers, players after they they're out and they lose. Because I don't know if I get like a little bit of sick enjoyment out of that or something. But he was very composed. He was totally chill, and it was the kind of thing where it's like, I he must feel this way because he knows he's out of there after the, this year, and the DC curse will be no longer in his uh, be his problem anymore. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what the Nationals do because they're still up for next year. Great. They're in a similar position as the Orioles, right? They, they have a pretty good baseball team, but their star only has one year left in the, in the deal. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Nationals too. They're, they're in the same position of the Orioles except they won about 30 more games than the Orioles did. And they keep signing like real pitchers. Oh, yeah, they, they, they have actual pitchers. That's true. They have actual <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. We, we see because we're located right next to D.C. and we have friends who are D.C. fans, we really see the curse, of the, D, uh, the, curse of the D.C. sports. Uh, how much coverage does that get nationally? Does, do, does national like ES, uh, ESPN, are they so focused on New York and Boston? That do, do these national publications realize how much it sucks to be a D.C. sports fan? Well, I, I tell you what, if that if that that crappy tag happened against the Yankees, like instead of a Nationals guy, if it was a Yankee that was caught out at first for that stupid tag, then I bet there'll be a rule change already about it, right? Because if, yeah. if, if it messes with the Yankees, there's going to be a rule change. No, I think everyone knows that the Capitals are, are – it's, it's become ridiculous how much the Capitals choke in the playoffs. <laughs> I think that's well acknowledged by everybody. But the National nice playoff chokers – yeah, as far as the Nationals and the uh, and the Redskins, I think most people just think they're not great teams. Well, no, the Nationals have choked many times. How many? It's been what five years now of everyone saying the Nationals are the best team in baseball when the season and starts. And they never, never, they never made it past the ALDS. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Though, though, I think I might take that over not getting into the postseason. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I totally I so miss the Orioles in October when I'm when I'm watching these games. I want like the excitement that you see in these stadiums, the stress of the of a game five, that seeing the national fans in Washington for that game five stressing over every pitch. Sure. I, I really miss that. I really want that. We've got we got just a tiny glimpse of that and it's all I want. I was also a little annoyed to see Matt Weeders play so bad. He was really Terrible in that game five too. That was a little annoying. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much his fault that they lost that game five. Right, wasn't only yeah. used not really using his head. Was uh, trying to get some joke about that ball hitting his head. You guys see that? Well, no. the it was it, it was the it, it, I think it was was it the ball or the bat hit his head? I think the anyway they they should have called the play dead, but the right. guy ran the first. Yep. Yeah. All right, that's that's enough Nats talk. I don't know how we got how we got here. Um, <laughs> here's some. Uh, I, I no longer do uh, show notes because uh, Steve Molesky, is that a guy? <laughs> that would be a guy. Yes, I think he's guy. Mass and Steve on, on Twitter, I believe. Yeah, he, he does our job for us. So he came up with 10 questions, uh, 10 questions for O's fans. And I want to get your guys' quick reaction to these 10 questions, okay? Okay. I got 10, so let's do like rapid fire. Josh, can I get some pew pew? Because I want to do is because we got ten questions and I don't got all day. Oh, and Jacob in the chat room asked about my cat. I told you last week when my cat walked across the screen twice that he would be taken care of. And let's just say the cat's no longer an issue. You pew, won't be pew, seeing pew. the cat walk across the screen anymore. Uh, so question number one: Who will lead the 2018 Orioles in wins? Pew pew pew. 
Dylan Bundy. Kevin Galsman. I'm going with... Actually, can I change my answer? Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb is is going to... Who the Orioles are going to sign this offseason, and that's who's going to lead the team in wins. I'm going Michael Gibbons. Number two, which player will get the most starts in the right field? Bert. As much as I hate to admit it, I think it's going to be Mark Schumbel. <laughs> yeah. Austin Hayes is the correct pew, answer. Pew, pew. Yes, Austin Hayes is the right answer. Number uh, uh, Actually, it's uh, who is Austin Hayes? Please wear the former question. Doing a little uh, Jeopardy thing. Uh, you asked the question. You didn't start with a phrase. You need to go with, this person will be playing the most games in right field. Yeah, do it that way. This person is a better candidate to have a bounce back year. Chris Davis, Mark Trumbo. Pew, pew, pew. Mark Trumbo. He's the guy who DHs for the Orioles a little bit. Uh, who is Chris Davis, who is the guy I trust to have a bounce back year? He is the Orioles' first baseman. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm, I'm going on. You know, Mark Trumbull probably has more to climb because he was worse this year. Um, I'm going Mark Trumbull, actually. I think Chris yeah. Davis is who he is. I'm we know Mark who Trumbull. Chris Davis is. We're going to get more of the same next year. So, so you, like he's going to improve drastically. So you're going on the Trumbo. This is a, one of his career worst. He can't, can't do that again. Correct. Yeah. Where Chris Davis, this is kind of – he's going to bat 230 with 30 home runs. And handicap the team financially for the next five years. Number five. Number four. Which free agent pitcher should the club pursue? Oh, I like this. Should the club pursue? Which free agent pitcher? Can I throw some names out to you guys? Well, I'm, yes, I've already made my answer clear. You, you're going with Cobb, right, Jeff? I'm going with Cobb. I think he's the only free agent that the Orioles should go for. Pitcher. Here's some names. Jake Arrieta. No. Um, Bartolo Colon, who is yes. 45 years old. Good for him. Um, another interesting guy. Now, hold uh, on. You got to admit, Colon is the type of guy Dan Duquette would, could get in February cheap. Yeah, um, because he sucks. Right, and he's old. The best one of the bunch is probably you, you Darvish. Yeah, out of our price range. Okay. Can I tell you a guy who interests me? Sure. Uh, CC Sabathia. All right, well, you got like you got my attention. He he, yeah. he hits my qualifications of having to have success in the AL East. And, and he's thirty seven yeah. years old, so maybe you can get him for like a one year deal. All right, is this just in it for this year? What what's his weight at this time? Because you know, the heavier he yeah. is, the better he is. Yeah, another guy, John, John Lackey, even though he's coming off a bit of a down year. And a bit of an ugly game the other day, but John Lackey's another veteran guy you might be able to get for like a one year deal. Yeah, no. Michael P- Paneda, who I think is going to be expensive. Yeah, but, that uh, sounds pricey, but again, fits my uh, requirements. A- a- he's had some success in the AL East. Um, Bert, it's a tough class. I'm trying to. Miguel Gonzalez, uh, are you interested in that? No, no. We've, we've had Miguel Gonzalez, we've had Jake Arrieta. Uh, Doug Jake Arrieta is a guy who's going to have success only in the National League. He's he proven he can't pitch in the American League. Uh, the, yeah, I like the point uh, about the guys like uh, Sabathia and uh, uh, who was the other? Yeah, Tanaka. Lackey, John Lackey. Yeah, Ewan Lackey, too, has has had success in the American League East. You, you're yeah. not going to bring somebody who's never pitched against the Yankees and the Red Sox 16 times a year 
I mean, not pitched against them that many times, but that we play against that many times, uh, and and they're going to be good. Uh, point case in point, Abaldo Jimenez, uh, Wade Miley. I mean, you know, we're you got to get one of these high end guys. That the problem is they're just not going to do right. it. Right? People people like to forget that Ubaldo Jimenez was a really good pitcher in Colorado. And there's something different about pitching in the AL East. It's the fact that you're facing the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Rays. You're facing big bats in hitters' parks all the time. You, you've you got the DH. It's a lot harder than pitching in the NL. And that's got to be why I keep looking at Alex Cobb and why my requirement is someone who's already pitched in the AL East because I don't trust anyone else coming over. Uh, the problem is this pitching market sucks this offseason. So guys like Cobb are going to be even more expensive than they should be. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't say it sucks. See, Matt listed off at least five, uh, I would say five top-tier names there. I mean, especially these are a bunch of, with exception of maybe you, Darvish, and Jake Arrieta, this screams, and Ox Cobb, this screams as all of Dan Duquette's favorite guys. I mean, <laughs> we got Giovanni Gallardo, Scott Feldman, Doug Fister, Miguel Gonzalez, Matt Garza. A Wade Miley, Roberto Jimenez, like these are all mediocre pitchers that Dan Duquette loves. So I, I mean, Dan Duquette's probably looking at that list, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I can overpay for a bunch of mediocre pitchers this offseason. It's going to be awesome." He's we should get the it. band back together, the guys that took us to the playoffs to begin with, the Joe Saunders of the world. Yeah, you just want to bring back you know, Big Bad Bud. I don't know where you go. Big with Bad this. Bud, yeah, seriously. Right, we can't uh, we can't do it with the guys we have now. Let's bring back those guys who took us to the playoffs. Well, I'm watching Sabathia pitch now on the TV. He looks nice and heavy. I'll be okay with that. He can maybe put on a few more pounds this offseason, and we'll be good. Yeah, he'll probably resign with the Yankees. Yeah. Question number five, uh, as stolen from the show notes of Steve Molesky, who will lead yeah. the Orioles in home runs next year? Manny Machado. Uh, yeah, Manny Machado. That, that seems – if you, if you look at the numbers – and Manny put up good home run numbers this season. Yet, if we all sit back, we call this season a big down year for Manny. He's gonna do. He's got to bounce back next season, and those numbers contract will be even year, higher. Right? Yeah, that was that was what you guys said about Chris Tillman's contract year. I mean, Chris Davis could have a big year and bounce and lead the team home runs too. I think Chris Davis. I'm gonna go with. That's I'm gonna true. go Chris Davis. I would love it if it was Chris Davis. If we could get back that old Chris Davis, that was I, a lot of fun. I never said all that, uh, but I think he's gonna lead the team in home runs. Number six, rank these oil prospects from best to worst. We have a little scale going here from best to worst. Okay. Rank these oil prospects from best to worst. Alex Wells, Alex Wells, Cedric Mullins, DJ Stewart, Ryan Mountcastle. Alex Wells, Cedric Mullins, DJ Stewart, Ryan Mountcastle. Best, best to worst? Best to worst. Uh, Cedric Mullins, best. DJ Stewart, second. Mountcastle, third. Alex Wells, fourth. All right, Bert. Yeah, I would agree with that, although I, I would give uh, DJ Stewart a couple extra points because he's a friend of the show. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, going. I'm, I'm going, and my ranking is basically uh, major league readiness. Yeah, you did sure. close to major league ready. If you want to talk about the best prospects, though, like who is the best player, the answer is number one, Ryan Mountcastle, two, DJ Stewart, three, Wells, 
and for Cedric Mullins. Right, but I hate putting Wells in any of these conversations because he's pitched at Delmarva. He pitched at low yeah. single A. I agree. Mellon Stewart and Mountcastle are not at the same level as Wells. I don't know why. I didn't make these questions. Blame Valesky. Number seven. <laughs> Choosing between these numbers, what is the chances Manny Machado would be an Oriole in 2019? What's the chances Manny Machado will be an Oriole in 2019? Here are your options. 5% chance, 20% chance, 50% chance, 75% chance. Why don't we just give our own percentages? 95, you got to choose. You got to choose. Or, or, or 95% chance. 5, 20, 50, 75, 95. You say 5? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going 75. Wow. Because I really think it's a huge mistake winning or not if you let a guy like Manny Machado go. It's the Cal Ripken argument I've used many times. Yeah, I'm saying 50-50 shot, flip a coin. I don't know. Number eight, what is the chance that Zach Britton will be an Oriole in 2019? Same choices, 5, 20, 50, 75, or 95%. And this is a contract year for him next year? Yeah. I would say five or less if less was an option. Yeah, I was hoping zero was going to be an option, so I'll go yeah. 5%. Yeah, yeah that's a trick they question. Don't... The right answer is 0%. Yeah, yeah. Number nine, what is the chance Chris Tillman will be an Oriole in 2018? That's next year. Oh, I like this. 95%. Tillman, Tillman what, <laughs> I, I can't see anywhere else Tillman would go and get a one-year deal to rebuild his contract. Dan Duquette loves his own people. He loves thinking he's getting a steal. He's gonna, he's, Tillman's resigning for one-year rebuild. I agree with Josh. I, if I had to predict the future, I think that's what's going to happen. All right, I, I completely disagree. I'll give it at 20%. So I think there's a chance, but I don't think there's a great chance. And I hope it's 0% chance because I'm sick of Chris Tillman, but I'll put it at 20% chance. Number 10. Mm, okay. Come on, Steve. Pew, pew, number pew. 10. What question should I ask you next time? That's what number 10 says. What question <laughs> should I ask you next time? Come on, Steve. You're just giving up at that point. Oh, my gosh. Whatever, we're not going to acknowledge that with a response. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, you didn't read these ten questions ahead of time. What's your, what's <laughs> your favorite Meg Ryan movie? <laughs> uh, now we're, we're going to have to get Steve on the show like, now like, to ask him our ten questions. Yeah, I got, I got some questions. I think, myself. I think we write ten questions for Steve and have Steve answer our ten questions. Uh, I like that. And number 10 will be, if you could ask yourself one question, right. what would it be? What question would you like us to ask you next time? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. And then we'll do other rich do, do rough after that. All right, so can we get to my, <laughs> we get to my snowflake of the week? <laughs> I want to make sure we don't run out of time. We my strawberry of the week. I, got, I can't even call my own segment by the right name. This is strawberry of the week. All right, so here's the deal. Um, um, the Redford Township Police Department, they, they, they put a post on Facebook about a house, uh, someone broke into a house, and this guy on Twitter named Champagne Torino, I don't think that's his real name, he responded <laughs> with, a, here, here was his comment, you guys suck. That's what he said on their Facebook post. And then Redford P Township Police Department um, Responded with Michael, given your veiled threats to residents and officers on other threads and your inability to engage in constructive dialogue on this page, this is your one warning. If it continues, 
you will, you will be blocked. And then they did some more research into this guy, and apparently Torino has a bunch of warrants out for his arrest. <laughs> is talking smack on Facebook on on their pay on the police department page, and he's got a bunch of warrants for his arrest in that town. And so this guy, this Torino guy, he, he goes and says, because they call him out for it, right? They said, you know, you got a bunch of arrests, tur- turn yourself in. And Torino responds, yeah, I'm not worried about it. If your next post gets a thousand shares, I'll turn myself in along with a dozen donuts. And that's a promise. And I'll pick up every piece of litter around all your public schools. Let's see if you can get those shares. So he, he posted on their Facebook wall, if, this, if your next post gets a thousand shares, I'll turn myself in and bring some donuts, which I think is a shot at the police officers. Uh, and so here we got all the elements of a millennial. Right? They like to, they, they do illegal things. Mm-hmm. Then, they like to, then they like to talk smack on Facebook and hide behind the little computers. Sure. And then, you know what happened next in this story? What? Um, I'm guessing they got a thousand retweets and he turned himself in? They got about, as last time I checked, this is a little bit ago, they had four and a half thousand shares. So they had to get a thousand shares, and they were up to four and a half thousand. Um, last, last, last time I checked, this is a little, a little bit ago, maybe a couple hours ago. Uh, up to four and a half thousand uh, shares. Now this is on 10-10, October 10th, a few days ago. And so do you know what the guy did? He didn't turn himself in. He didn't bring donuts. He didn't turn himself in. So he said he was going to do something. But like a classic millennial move, he, when it comes time to put up or shut up, he shuts up and he doesn't put up. And he's gone missing. No one can find him. <laughs> he's disappeared. Yep. The he's strawberry, The strawberry got caught out for being a strawberry. And he couldn't, he couldn't back it up. <laughs> what would you expect? I, he said it. He said he promised. He promised he would bring stuff in and bring donuts. But you promised. And it was so specific. Like I bring donuts and I pick up all the litter around the schools. Like, so specific. <laughs> because in his mind, there, he thought, "Oh, there's no way anyone could ever get a thousand favorites or retweets or whatever it is." But he said, and that's a promise. Yeah, promises why, don't why mean anything that? these days. I, millennials, they they, they they have no sense of integrity. <laughs> And that was our Strawberry of the Week segment. We're going to have to have a whole, like, strawberry episode in, like, mid-November when the off-season gets real bad. Yeah, we should see who can come up with the best strawberry story from the news. How about strawberry contest? Yeah, we could have a strawberry contest. Strawberry off. Yeah. Or maybe, like, I'll just start talking smack about you guys, and we'll figure out which one of us is the biggest strawberry. And we'll all share personal strawberry stories. I got some strawberry uh, about stories. The, about the other people? Well, well, we behaved like a strawberry? Are, they, are, we throwing, are we calling ourselves strawberries, or is it I'm going to call Bert out as a strawberry? Yeah, that would be a little more challenging. I mean, I can get a little personal share personal times when I've been a strawberry. But to call other people out, I don't know you guys like that. That's a little personal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We don't we don't know each other that well. Yeah. Are we running out of time? Because I got yes. a few more stories than me, but we I mean, gotta get out. I, I was wrapping Sorry. it up. I mean, we do have an entire off season. We can we can spread this stuff out. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna, I got a couple of stories. We, to share we can get into the Manny Machado contract situation next week. 
I don't think it'll change. Exactly. And the week after that. Well, what I else? What else did you have over there? We'll, we'll tease, tease it up for next week. Okay, next week I'm going to share the perfect metaphor for being a Ravens fan right now, and it has to do with my first date with my girlfriend when I was 17 years old, and and that sums up my fa- my thoughts as a Ravens fan. That's a little story about my first date at 17, and yes, my first date met, date came at 17, maybe 16. Uh, but I'll share that next week. And you went three on th- three and three on your first date. I'm just I'm just saying I didn't score as much as I wanted to. Right, hey but but special teams took care of things. Yeah, yeah. Special teams came in clutch, but in the end, <laughs> I, I, I was a loser. And, and if and you recall, we said at the beginning of the show, special teams is the only place where we get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I'm gonna save that story for next week. So that's a reason to tune in. Next, next week. If you didn't have a reason before, there it is. Uh, quick predictions as we leave: Ravens, Vikings. Who's gonna win? What's the score? Bert, go Ravens, Vikings next week. Oh, <laughs> Vikings, twenty-one-seven. Twenty-one-seven. Yep. Oh man, Josh at Minnesota, but their quarterbacks hurt. It's like their fourth-string quarterback cooked. Their running backs hurt. Josh, Vikings, Ravens score. Who's gonna win? Go. Uh, Ravens. 15 to um, 12. Ooh, that sounds like an awesome game to watch. It sounds like I'm trying to think of the crappiest yeah. game, and it, it might be worse. 9 to 3. Oh, that, uh, I'm going, that's the wrong button. I'm going Ravens 38, Minnesota 13. Oh, you think Joe Flacco comes out throwing? Yeah, it's classic Ravens move. Yeah. They think they're in the water, and they go in with the big well, what, I, uh, what I don't understand with the Ravens is – Last week, the game before the Bears, they came out throwing the ball and it worked for them. And then they didn't do it this week. They're classic yeah, Ravens. A bunch of bums. Can't figure them out. All right, the, game is, the game is at 1 o'clock on this Sunday. Uh, I'll give you one prediction. I will Wait, be at Costco by 2 o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> Why is it at 1 o'clock? I thought Minnesota's like a different time zone. It I, is, I have no clue where Minnesota right is. Now. Sorry. 1 o'clock. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening. Go on on uh, iTunes, write us a review. Tell us how tell us how awesome Burton and I are, and then say how obnoxious Josh is on iTunes for a review. We'd appreciate that. No, I'm just kidding. Give us five stars and tell us how much you love us. You've been reading. Uh, you've been reading the film study reviews. <laughs> a little bit. Go on Instagram. You can follow the show at Section Three Three Six Show to follow our Insta stories. Go on Twitter. Uh, to follow us, actually, Section 36, to watch us live tweet the playoff games. Go ahead and like our page on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter, at Section 336. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Brody. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go oh And go throat. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.